Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Okay, we're recording. Hi. Hi. So for our listeners out there, just a quick housekeeping note, Marissa is not here. Um, She is taking a much needed, much deserved vacation And next week, I will be on vacation, so there will be no episode next week. But this week, I have a special guest, my cousin Katie. Hi. Hi, Hi, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Katie is also a big reader, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you like to read, how you like to read, and that kind of stuff. Um, I read almost anything, mainly like thrillers, rom-coms, and historical fiction, but there's not really a genre that I won't read. Do you mix it up or do you like to read like a whole series at a time or, you know, a bunch of the same genre at the same time? I read mostly standalones for the most part, Um, but I read, I try to mix it up. I'm a huge mood reader, but then I also have like an arc schedule from publishers that I have to go by sometimes. So if I have a week with a whole bunch of books coming out, I'll read, you know, maybe one of them, a thriller, and then I'll switch to a historical, then I'll read a rom-com and try to mix it up a little bit. So tell um, everyone what an arc is. An arc is an advanced reader's copy, and I am a bookstagrammer, three hearts and a wish. So I get books from publishers, and then I write a review and feature it on my Instagram. And I will put your Instagram handle in show notes Thank so you. people don't have to remember that and they can easily find you. Yeah, it looks like Three Hearts Sandwich, but <laughs> it's my brother pointed that out. But I never noticed Three that. Hearts and a Wish. So, And where did that come from? Um, when I used to teach, I taught a lot of writing because it was fourth and fifth grade. And I always, when I edited their essays or my students edited each other's essays, I always had them write three things that they liked about their essay or the other person's essay and one thing they didn't like. I called it three stars in a wish, but I kind of turned that into my Instagram handle. So I, I try to make my reviews more on the positive side than negative, even if I don't like the book. I'll write some things that I liked about it and then a few things, one thing that I wished was different ah so I mean obviously you've had this Instagram for a while I have followed you since you started it and I never knew that but I also never asked so yeah I thought about doing it like bullet points but it's just not how I write so well usually yeah yeah well everybody check out Katie she posts a lot she posts great reviews and yeah I mean, I have to say that because you're my cousin, but also I mean it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what book are you going to tell me about today? I am going to talk about The Shop on Royal Street by Karen White. And it's her new, newest book out. It just came out on March 29th, and it's a spinoff of her Trad Street series. Um, She's got about 25 books out now, a whole bunch of standalones, and then the Trad Street series, which is eight books, takes place in Charleston, 
that one follows Melanie, who um, inherits a old house in Charleston, and she doesn't like old houses, partly because she can communicate with spirits. And, and spirits live in the houses, there are and spirits, she's like, leave me alone. Yeah, pretty much. So that's what that series is about. And then this one starts about seven years later, even though there's really only like six months in between the last Trad Street book and then this one. Um, and it follows Melanie's stepdaughter, Nola, and it takes place in New Orleans. So I'm just going to jump in here and say that I, I saw on your Instagram that you met Karen. I did. And I was like, okay, I've been meaning to read her stuff. So I'm going to go, I'm going to start with her new one. And I started it on audio. And then that's when I realized it was a spinoff of the other series. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hold on. I like to go in order with things. Let me go start from the beginning. But when I opened Goodreads, I realized I had already read the first one and just completely forgotten about (laughs) it. So I was like, do I want to read this again? I don't know, because I only gave it three stars. But now knowing how much you love the author, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I need to give it a second chance and try again. Yeah, her standalones aren't as paranormal as the Trad Street. I mean, there's definitely like spirits and ghosts in those, Um, but they're also kind of realistic. So, like, I'm reading it, and I'm like, "Mm, this could happen, and I really (laughs) want to go to Charleston to see all of these things in real life now, but the, um, you could read this one as a standalone, but it does reference a lot of things from the Trad Street books, especially, like, the last couple, so if you like reading things in order, I would say go back and read the Trad Street books first yeah and it kind of felt like I was missing something mm-hmm. so that's why I was like let me let me just back up a minute yeah so. I mean I wouldn't necessarily say you had to read the first one again but maybe just They're at least reads. more yeah yeah so so tell me about her latest one what's the what's going on so Nola had she's in the Trad Street books um she was at Tulane for part of it and apparently she had some issues at Tulane and took some time off and now it's seven years later and she um is back in New Orleans and she is going to Tulane again and she buys this house she runs into some problems buying it but she buys the house it's falling apart her stepmother Melanie is with her and she's like really you want this house and Nola's like don't tell me anything about it like if there's spirits here, I don't want to know, whatever. So she starts renovating and yeah, she doesn't communicate with spirits, but there's definitely some there. She doesn't know who or what they want, but then she finds out that that house is actually a murder house. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. You've just made me more interested. (laughs) Yeah. So she starts digging into like who was killed there and it was never solved. They never really figured it out. And so it's part murder mystery? Kind of. Yeah. Because she's digging into the whole like what happened to this woman. It ends up being connected to this man, Bo, who she knew from Charleston they don't get along, but there's definitely some, like, sparks there, uh-huh, I think. Uh-huh. And Bo can communicate with spirits, even though he doesn't really want to admit it. So that's kind of the gist of the book. Um, Bo 
has an interesting story too and I'm hoping that it's maybe in the next book okay um his little sister went missing right before Hurricane Katrina and then his parents refused to evacuate because what if the sister comes back oh my god it's like a two-year-old or something and so the parents refused to evacuate and then after the hurricane they're missing so there's this whole like what happened to his family he's living with his grandma who actually owns the shop on Royal Street. Okay. But I don't want to say too much about that. <laughs> um, so I really kind of hope that Bo's story maybe is the next one. We get to find out more about his sister and his parents and what happened there. That's interesting. Yeah. So I have to say, when I first started listening to the book, um, and I heard the name Nola, and I was like, wait, her name's Nola. And she lives in New Orleans. Like, that's a little on the nose. Because for those who aren't from Louisiana, we call New Orleans, Louisiana, N-O-L-A, NOLA. NOLA, yes. Um, so I'm glad to hear that she existed outside of New Orleans in yes. Charleston. And yeah. that it was more of just kind of a coincidence that she was mm-hmm. named that. Not like a, look, New Orleans, NOLA, haha. No, kind actually, of Karen White went to Tulane. Oh, too. she did? Mm-hmm. I think she was born in Oklahoma. And then she lived in London for a little bit. She's kind of been all over. And then she lived, she went to Tulane. Okay. Well, I have the house on Trad Street um, from the library now. So I'm going to read that again pretty soon. And then we'll see where it takes me. Yeah. And I have all of them if you want to borrow them. You know that I do audio. I know. That's true. That's true. (laughs) But I appreciate Um, that. And I think she's coming back to New Orleans when she releases the next one. Oh, so cool. you'll have to come with me. It was at the Garden District Bookshop. Yeah, I haven't super, been there yet. It is so cute and I love it. And the owners are fantastic. And they're building a cafe downstairs. Nice. It's supposed to open soon. And I promised them I would go. So you'll have to come with me because yeah, it definitely. looks amazing. They're going to have like in-house, an uh, in-house pastry chef. And um, they have all kinds of plans, and they showed it to me when I was there when I met Karen White a couple weeks ago, and it looks so good. I'm so excited. That's really cool. I've been wanting to check it out. I've been to Cavalier House Books, Mm -hmm. like in the heart of New Orleans, but I haven't been to um, Garden District. Yeah, it's great. It's pretty, it's a good size, too. There's a really cool kids' room, and oh, cool. mm -hmm, I like it. Okay, well, I will have to check that out. Yeah, we'll have to go. Okay, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you an option of which book you want me to tell you about today. Okay. So, do you want to hear about What Happened to the Bennetts by Lisa Scottolini, I Kiss Shara Wheeler by Casey McQuiston, or The Seminist Novellas by Allie Hazelwood? Ooh, maybe Shara Wheeler because I'm dying to read that one, and <laughs> okay. I got declined on NetGalley for it, and I'm still kind of salty about that. So I got an advanced listener's copy in ALC through mm-hmm. Libro FM. So that's how I got to read it early. Yeah, and I don't do audio because I'm too ADD for <laughs> yeah. audio and then end up having to rewind and like, it's a mess. So I have loved all of Casey McQuiston's books. I, I think they're just fabulous. And yeah, so she, obviously... She's from here, right? Mm-hmm, she's from yeah. Baton Rouge. Okay. Or they, she goes by either she or they. Oh, that's right. She's non-binary, but she's okay with she as well, Mm -hmm. I've heard. Um, And I actually met her at the Louisiana Book Festival a couple years ago. I remember that. Yeah, but super cool. But anyway, um, so I Kissed Shara Wheeler, I really, really enjoyed because there was a little bit of a mystery to it. I heard that. I'm excited for it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to hearing right now about 
So first of all, the funny thing listening to this book is Chloe, the main character, goes to her high school, which is in like a small southern Alabama town. Um, the high school is called Willow Grove. Oh. Which is the name of um, a, a neighborhood in our city. Yes. So that was kind of funny to keep hearing like Willow Grove. Hi, Willow Grove, Willow Grove. Um, so that was a fun little connection. I don't know if she did that because of the neighborhood in Baton Rouge, if she even knows it exists now that she doesn't oh. live here anymore because it's a newer neighborhood. Right. But um, it felt like a fun little connection. So anyway, Chloe, um, who is bisexual, she and her her parent her moms are lesbians. Okay. Um, she gets kissed by Shara Wheeler unexpectedly, and then Shara disappears. Oh. It's prom night, and Shara literally disappears from prom night, and so then. Chloe is like, okay, what is going on here? She, she has a boyfriend. Shara has a boyfriend. She kissed me. What's happening right now? And then she just disappears? Like, okay. So, so, and also, Shara happens to be her arch rival because they are competing for valedictorian at the school. Oh. So she's like, okay, I'm kind of glad she's gone because that lessens my competition, but also something weird is up and I'm going to figure out what it is. So she goes and breaks into Shara's house. And by the way, Shara's dad is the principal of the school. Oh. So that adds an extra interesting layer to it. It's like a Southern Baptist school. Like, you know how those Christian mm-hmm. schools can be because I went to an all-girls Catholic school, so yes. I get it. Um, anyway, so she breaks into Shara's house to see if she can find any clues. And while she's in Shara's room, this boy, who happens to be Shara's next-door neighbor, climbs into the window. And Chloe's like, um, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and they're, they both find out that Shara kissed them and then left town. And so they're like, okay, what's going on? Wait, she kissed both of them? Yes. Okay. So they start finding these little pink envelopes in different places that have clues that lead them to the next envelope. So Chloe, Rory, and then Shara's boyfriend end up teaming together to see if they can figure out where Shara is. And they're following the clues and it leads them on this adventure. And it was just a lot of fun. That sounds good. Is it young adult or is it? It is. It's high school. So it's YA. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was really entertaining. Like it was an adventure. I enjoyed it a lot. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Does that make you more excited? Yes, <laughs> it does. Now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna maybe pre-order this one so I can read it. Yeah, anything Casey writes is an automatic must-read for me. So. Yeah, I really liked their last two. Mm-hmm. They were really good, especially the first one. I know a lot of people didn't enjoy One Last Stop as much. Um, just because it was a little slower in the middle. Mm-hmm. It was very different. Yeah, and it, it was. There was the whole, like, kind of ghosty thing going on. Right. But I loved it. I was a fan. I liked it, too. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, okay, let's talk about the tea that we're drinking. I haven't even tasted it yet. So, you don't really drink hot tea. So, we made iced tea for you today. I like that. That's good. Okay. And it's a tea that... Um, Marissa and I have done before, but we did it as a hot tea. So I wanted to see what it would. Yeah. Yeah. Not, that, <laughs> not great as a hot tea, but we were both kind of like, 
I think this would be good iced. Yeah, it is. I like it. It's the Princess's Peach Bellini Tea by Republic of Tea. I like it. And it's from their um, The Crown series. They now have The Crown, Bridgerton, Downton Abbey, and <clears throat> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not sure how that fits. <laughs> I don't know that I think tea when I think Star Wars. No, I don't I don't think that comes to mind. Interesting. But I think you need to get some. <laughs> some of the Star Wars teas. Yeah. Um, we'll see. What kind of flavors? I don't do know. Have? I honestly haven't looked at the flavors. It's weird. But how do you how do you feel about this modern tea for a modern princess? Um, I like it. It's like peachy but not like overwhelmingly peachy. Do you get Bellini at all? No, but I kind of taste a little vanilla. Hmm. Is there any vanilla in there? Maybe I'm just hallucinating. I'm not sure. <laughs> let me let me read out to you um, the ingredients. Black tea, natural peach, apricot, vanilla cream, See? and champagne flavors, well, organic monk fruit, and peach bits. <laughs> <laughs> peach bits. And not getting the peach, peach bits. bits. No, but it is way better iced yeah, than I it was as a hot tea. I don't like fruity teas hot. Really, the only hot tea I like is either like plain black tea or um, cinnamon. Yeah. So. And you don't put sweetener in your teas. No. And I'm like, Weird. give me all the Splenda. But I do put a lot of sweetener in my coffee. Hmm. <laughs> and milk in your coffee? Creamer. Creamer. Like the flavored creamer with like all the chemicals and stuff in it. <laughs> all the yeah. stuff that's, yeah, it's I mean, really I bad put, for you. Splenda is chemicals that yeah. I put into my tea that's, you know, going to give me like colon cancer or something oh, one day, well. but it's fine. Yeah. I like my iced teas or all my teas unsweetened. What are you reading right now? I am, I just finished Beth O'Leary's new book, Ooh, The No Show. And? Um, I liked it. It took me a bit because I was like, what is going on here? Um, do you know, I'm the, excited. Do you know I, the synopsis? Like, do you I know do. I do. I, um, I'm excited for that one. So don't, don't say anything that's going to ruin it for I me. I won't. And I mean, at the beginning, I was kind of like, like, how is this all happening? And then the more I started reading, I got kind of an idea of where it was going. And then at the end, I was like, wow, okay. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm interested. Um, I literally, like, right before you got here, finished One Night on the Island I by Josie Silver. I love that book. I didn't like it as much as her other ones. I could see that just but because I, I know it. you. Yeah. And I loved it. Like, yeah. I, but I could see how some people didn't. But I really, really like that one. I think that might be my one of my favorites. It just wasn't like drawing me in. Yeah. You know, but it, I thought it was a good book. But and then I'm in the middle of I don't know. I'm in the middle of The Viscount Who Loves Me, um, The Candy House by Jennifer Egan and Once Upon a Quinceanera. I'm in the middle of the fifth Outlander book and I've been reading it since January. <laughs> And it's really long, and there's not a whole lot going They're on. They're all so long. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, why am I even reading these when I could just watch the show? Because they are pretty similar. Yeah. But, and the books are so hefty. But I feel like I've gotten this far. 
So I'm like, <laughs> you I'm just keep, have to I'm gonna stick keep with it. Them. Yeah, but then I don't want to watch that season until I finish the book, and it's just. I get it. I think I read the first two Outlander books, and then I was like, these are too long for me to, like, spend my time on. Yeah, it's an investment. Yeah. I try to read it in Carline or stuff like that, and it's just, it lives in my car right now. (laughs) I kind of feel like I need to just take, like, a week or two and just read nothing but that and just knock it out. How many are there now? Like, eight or nine? Nine, I think. She just released her ninth one, and there's going to be ten. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, okay, I told you that you were going to have to come with a Freud and Freuda, <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah, oh, what? <laughs> so this is, we used to do What's Keeping Us Sane, mm-hmm. um, which you can say that if you want, but recently we changed it to Freud and Freuda, which is, um, you know, schadenfreude is like taking pleasure in other people's failures. And then freudenfreude is taking pleasure in other people's successes. Okay. So we like to share something um, cool or awesome that happened to us recently and get excited together. <laughs> that is exciting. Um, I don't know. Nothing very exciting is going on in my life right now. Um my Etsy shop is doing well. That's um, good. And we'll yes. tell everybody what you sell. So I make resin bookmarks and like keychains. Um, some have pressed flowers. A lot of them are like super glittery and fun. And yeah. So your shop has been doing really well. That's awesome. Yeah, it did really well at Christmas. I just started in October and... It did really well right around Christmas, then it kind of slowed down, and now it's starting to pick back up again. Um, so it's fun. I really like doing it. Cool. Yeah. Mine, I'm going to do a What's Keeping Me Sane this week because I can't think of a good win. Um, but I went to a friend's birthday crawfish boil today, and it was friends from high school that I don't get to see very often because they live in not far away, but they live in different cities and we all are busy. They have kids. We all have jobs. It's just, you know, we don't get to see each other very often, but I just went and spent a few hours with him today. And it just, it's like, sometimes you just need that time with an old friend to bring you back down to the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you get that because I know your best friend lives in Orlando. Yeah. And so stinks. I mean, we're both so busy that like we don't even have time to talk ever much anymore. So it's like, ugh. but then you talk to them and you're like, okay, everything's right in exactly. the world right now. It's it's very grounding and just mm-hmm. um, makes you feel a little bit better. So well, cool, that's awesome. Yeah. Plus, you got to eat some crawfish. That's true. Which, then they were really good crawfish. Were they? Because they um, bought them live and boiled them. So, yep pretty delicious and they did the thing where they just uh like dump them all out on the table and you just eat off the table and yeah so good (laughs) yeah I'm not a fan of crawfish I know you're not I really wish I was though it would make my life so much easier (laughs) living here if I ate seafood but I don't it's okay we love you anyway (laughs) (laughs) you're stuck with me (laughs) well Katie thank you so much for chatting with me today of course anytime it was fun yep always happy to chat books with you always. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. 
You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers!